Yes, the defense is doing great. Applaud the defense. But I like how Trevor always kind of says, yeah, it's really difficult right now with no pads on. (laughs) Welcome to Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, with Brian Sexton, John Osher, Ashlyn Sullivan, and J.P. Shadrick. Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, starts right now. Welcome into the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. Today is Monday, June 6th. J.P. Shadrick, Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osier. Thank you for listening on Jaguars.com through the podcast tab on the homepage or on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. That's on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you download your pods. There's so many places to do that. We love the feedback, of course. John certainly does. Leave us a comment and a five-star rating. You keep saying that. I'm There's not nothing you like more than comments. Because yeah. I know comments, you, read them, feedback. you read them in the Ozone all the time. Yeah, it usually doesn't go that well for me. Yeah, and I don't think he reads Twitter comments either. No. Do you? No. <laughs> it's a scary no. place. It's no. a scary place a out there. Idea. It is a scary place. Uh, OTA number seven in the books today. You know, a couple injuries. Let's start with that today. Uh, Jordan Smith goes down early in practice, has helped off the field, favoring his leg. And then uh, C.J. Beathard, the very last play, had to be helped up by four different guys onto the cart and carted yeah. off Ashton, and, and that's it's a tough day at the office. It is, especially um, both injuries, and, and you hate when it's non-contact, and this is the time of year when those things aren't supposed to be happening because no one's supposed to be hitting each other, there's no pads, and both those injuries appear to be just them stepping oddly. C.J. Beathard looked like he rolled out and kind of just – awkwardly stepped it's it happens it stinks um and you, and you hope the best for them we don't know what's hurt as of right now but cj bethard especially um didn't look good yeah he was down for a long time and uh you know i don't know that that was the plan the last play of practice but it became appropriate to make it the last yeah. pl- uh, day the last play of practice and again you hate to speculate because we have seen in the past guys go down and then they're back in a couple of weeks uh caution is the buzzword uh, when that happens. So it's not necessarily that he's out for the season, out for whatever. But with CJ, you also have to address it. What if he is? What do they do a quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence? Because he had developed in really training camp last year from being a, a guy people weren't sure about to being a guy you felt really good about the backup mm-hmm. quarterback position. Uh, where does that stand now? I don't know. Big question. Yeah, at the least – at this point, you have to bring in more quarterback bodies. If CJ is out a couple of days, you're not finished with OTAs as of right now, and you need four arms normally during an OTA practice. So I'm curious how that goes. And yeah, I mean, CJ Bester was the go-to backup guy, the veteran presence that Trevor really leaned on. Not to say even if he's hurt, he's not in the quarterback room and, and being there as a presence. But yeah, that's that's a major blow if, if it goes the wrong way. Yeah, they have Jake Luton, who uh, has taken snaps, had, what, three starts here mm-hmm. in 2000. 20 I guess it was yeah. uh so you know it's not absurd to think that Jake Luton could be your backup quarterback if that again we're fast forwarding and forwarding to uh, September it's never good when you see a guy go down in OTAs no. it's it's uh not what you're looking for EJ Perry the other option right now at quarterback the rookie out of Brown but uh very new obviously mm-hmm. in the NFL to uh to have to lean on that but a project really for Perry is move along something to watch of course over the next couple of weeks to see uh, first the status of Beathard and Smith and then what happens on the roster from there. We heard from Doug Peterson before practice today. You know, he's as we say most weeks on different shows and podcasts, he's, eh, we're going through it. We're getting our work done. We're on track. 
Everything's fine. He just wants to get the pads on. He keeps talking about it. He's he's over this OTA period, I think, in the most respectful way. They've been there. They've done that. They've done their work. You can tell he he's ready to talk about a practice with pads or arm. Well, and it slips in every now and then. I love it. I, I mean, do too. It, it's, it's, it, it's awesome. Uh, they said today uh, it's been a successful off season for us, <laughs> and, and it it. it he, he he almost made it sound past tense, uh, and I'm exaggerating that a little bit. But the point to be made when we're joking about that is the underlying uh, reason that's good is he knows exactly what he wants to get out of this. He knows what needs to be gotten out of it. He knows that right now he, he talked about it today during his availability. Um, he knows the next step is transitioning to how they practice in pads. He knows players are going to be watching that. Uh, I was encouraged by something he said about that. He's very much, during training camp, a guy who wants to make sure these guys are rested and, and make sure they're ready for the regular season. There, there's going to be contact, but uh, you know, I think they'll hit some. You'll see some players playing during preseason this year. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a long-term thing with Doug. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'll play a lot in preseason this year because you got to see them. But there was a year during uh, – when he was in Philly, that uh, Wentz didn't take a snap in a preseason game. So I don't expect to see that this year because everything's new. But uh, at some point, there's not going to be a lot of guys playing in the preseason for this team. Yeah, I mean, sadly, today's a great example of that when you don't want your starting quarterback to be in a situation where he doesn't necessarily need to be in. And um, I think today, sadly, is a good example you of gotta that. you got to balance it. Yeah. Speaking of the starting quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, you might have heard of him. He spoke after practice today, and you know, he was talking about uh, the checks at the line. Last year was really the the big learning curve for him. When you're at the line, you got to go through a different checklist and look at things, and defenses are moving on you. So this year going through it, John, it, it feels like it's not as much of a learning curve. It's a new offense, new system, new things to look for, but the overwhelming nature of all these pre-snap checks are not there is what he said today yeah it's so hard to sort everything when you're analyzing trevor because you know nothing's in a vacuum and you've and you still have a lot of moving parts from last season what i mean by that is you know if if he was coming in this year with the same offense then he he might be saying hey i know what i'm seeing so is the reason that he's saying that because these this coaching staff is doing a better job of helping him know what to see uh that's probably part of it part of it is he as you say jp went through a season last season where he had to learn how to do checks it was interesting something he said along those lines today though about uh there's only so much you can do with the line and you've got to go up with your checklist and then you've got to make a choice between that that seems to me like this staff is saying here's what you do here's your options you're not gonna have 25 options you're going to have four or five. Take it from this, and if it's not there, you know, dirt it and move on. Yeah. So um, I think there's a little bit of that that this staff has to approach him as if he is a rookie and, and, and uh, figure out what he knows. There will be a point in his career where he does go to the line with 25 things mm-hmm. and, and where he has instant feedback when he has uh, that sort of camaraderie with receivers that he'll be able to have uh, muscle memory from two or three years ago. Right now, you still want to make it simple for him. 
Yeah, I thought two things were, were really interesting when Trevor was talking, and one was how this is the third time they're going through this offense, and that just shows how long they've been working on this. Now, every time they go through the wrinkles of the offense, there's something new added, but they've been going through these plays now three times, and you would expect at this point of the season that that's true, but it just shows how long they've been working on it. And I just now multiple times when we've spoken to Trevor he always is very keen to yes the defense is doing great applaud the defense but let's pay attention to what we're watching and I am one I'm always looking at the defense and writing down defensive players and how they played at practice it's easy to say oh the defense won today again but I like how Trevor always kind of backs off that line and says yeah it's really difficult right now with no pads on (laughs) well he does it nicely he does very kindly The defense, offensive guys believe that the defense has a huge advantage this time of year because you don't have pads on. You're not really blocking the way you would. And if the defensive guys go 100%, they're going to get pressure. So the defense is, is often going to look better. Uh, but I also think this front seven is, is it's not a bad sign if you want to look at it that way. This front seven is getting pressure. So what does it mean? I don't know. But yeah. uh, there was a pick today. And that's going to be something everybody talks about. But uh, Trevor was in as diplomatic a way as possible, uh, basically saying it probably would have been a sack. He probably would have dirted the ball uh, during the regular season. Again, I don't, I don't find interceptions that much to worry about on June 3rd. Is it June 3rd? Is that right? June, June 6th. 6th. Well, I yes. lost three days. I, I'm too old to lose days. <laughs> well, I know Shaq Griffin ain't giving up the interception. No, he's, you know, no. He's, he's that was a big it. moment. Yeah. He's taking it. How yeah. long have we been hearing about that interception for? <laughs> right. He got it. So, yeah. yeah it's, it, didn't have any last yeah. season, so no, you he take not. him away, you can get him. Uh, also, I asked a question in the press conference today about the off-season plans. It might be our last chance to visit with Trevor mm-hmm. for the end of the off-season, so I wanted to kind of Where see, are you going? Hey, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And he's like, eh, we're going to throw a couple days. Sure, it's the fellowship, but we're not saying where we're going because people are weird, I think is what he said. I, and it's, it's fitting that you asked the question because I think he <laughs> so, didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't want to know. I'm I don't good. think he wanted you to know. You're I'm that good. guy, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm bad influence. <laughs> and I think what we've gotten to the point where – because of social media, everything like that is made a big deal. I mean, I, I, every time I go on Twitter, I have to look at, at this picture of, of somebody doing something in a workout and, you know, KS training with, you know. and yeah. Pride you know, mode. Yeah, it, it's, it's fine. Uh, but because of that, fans expect to see the quarterback and the receivers training somewhere and, oh, look at what they're doing. I think Trevor made the best point today. When you see those pictures, there'll be some pictures tweeted out, and Marvin Jones, we make a one-handed catch, we get excited about it. That's all great. From their perspective, from the guy's perspective, it's the camaraderie and the team-building part of that far more than it is you're going to get a lot out of an X's and O's, or are you going to be better physically because of that? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But it is good to see those guys go do that. Uh, and, and again, I, I just... The whole Twitter thing with the workout videos <laughs> in the last couple of years is just over the top. It's You're wearing so me out. so get off my lawn. Well, I think I mean, they're cool. You like them. Yeah. James Robinson in the weighted vest running this sure. weekend it's great. was yeah. cool. That was a good well, sign. That was cool because it's, it's a sign of a guy coming back. Fine. There's um, a storyline there. That yeah. one counts. There's a little bit of a storyline. Uh, anyway, get off my lawn. So, <laughs> you, so you like the videos. I right? do. I think it shows team camaraderie, them getting together and of course they would do it anyway and even if they didn't tweet it out it'd still be cool but um i think fans really dive into that stuff yes, and i do. think we need all the positive attention the jaguars can get right now 
So bring it on. Okay, those are differing viewpoints. Uh, Weird I, that we have those. I'm fine with the ones I was specific <laughs> with are the guys who do the training where it shows they've jumped over a bridge or something and, <laughs> and everybody's fired up and high-fiving each other. That's great. Can you play football? We'll find out right. training camp, yeah. I, I guess. Um, hey, the Jaguars are future-focused and ready for a new look in 2022. Join us in the bank this season. We have an outstanding home schedule, of course. Lock in your seats. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. More after this. Welcome back. It's Jaguars reporters. The Daily's play schedule heating up tonight and tomorrow, the Dave Matthews Band. Saturday, June 11th, Black Crows. June 12th, Her. June 17th, Cheer Live. Tickets and information at dailiesplace.com. Anybody at Dave Matthews? Anybody? Not at this table. I think, I think Dave Candace yeah. are... Uh, he's giddy. Yeah, he's a, he's a big Dave Matthews guy. So they saw... I just talked to him. They saw him twice in Charleston this past weekend. Yeah, yeah that's... And they're going both nights here again. Yeah, that's their jam. They yeah. That. I might try Tuesday. Tickets are tough, though. I saw it, yes. Yeah. Well, Tickets you know a guy. Eh, a few guys. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so, all right, uh, four, three more on the schedule this week, OTA practices. Tomorrow, I think they're off officially Wednesday and then Thursday and Friday. Historically, the 10th and final OTA is a you know toss-up. Who knows if they're going to go through bowling or paintball or, you know, or have the day off or come work or, you know, it's, we've seen it all in, yes, over the years here, John. So, um, you know, considering what happened today with the injuries, um, do, you, do you expect a change maybe in the tone or no? You just play. Not really. I mean, it, the tone, it does go to show you injuries can happen in, in whatever environment there is. It's, there's going to be some non-contact injuries. You have to face that. I don't know that there's anything to change because I don't know that they've been doing anything wrong. Uh, it's just sort of part of w- when big human beings – run around fast uh there's things that happen that aren't good because you have uh, bodies going probably faster than they're really made to go so i don't see them changing anything i don't see them uh certainly ratcheting it up and but you can't panic over this this is part of the deal Mm -hmm. absolutely and i don't like you could say like lower the intensity but i don't know that the intensity needs to be lower this has been a very relaxed ota session and and very quiet and very professional i don't think it's a case where oh they're going too fast they're going too hard this is probably the most relaxed ota we've seen in in years yeah and doug peterson's been on enough practice fields in the nfl over the years where things like this have happened and uh, you know, I hate to say it, but you got to move on to the next and, and keep the team moving forward. And it's part of it. Yeah, it it appear. I mean, it appeared from both of them that they're they appeared to be knees. I don't mm-hmm. know that at all, but that's what it. And every year, if 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 you go back through thirty two teams and OTAs, guys lose because you slip one way. You you get going one way, and you know it's it's a it's a percentage game. You hope your percentages are such that that you don't have that happen. All right, schedule coming up this week, Jaguars Broadcasting. Swinney, what you got? Jaguars Drive Time, Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. See you there. Johnny, what you got? I, I expect to have Rayshon Jenkins' Ozone podcast this week. Oh. Uh, so that'll be interesting. I mean, he, he's always – I don't think I've ever interviewed him face-to-face because of COVID, but uh, seems like a great guy. Looking forward to it. We'll have Huddle Up on Wednesday. Bucky Brooks show with Bucky Brooks starring. On the Bucky Brooks Podcast Network. Yes. yes. That's, uh, and then, of course, Thursday happy hour at 4 o'clock on 1010XL. 
AM and uh, Jaguar social media channels. Jeff Lagerman, who you might have heard of, yeah. will be back in the building. Okay. We know him. That's the rumor. Cool. That'll do it for our show today. Thank you for listening. Our thanks to Joe Fortunato, for Ashlyn Sullivan, and John Osier. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time on Jaguars Reporters.